So let's talk about some of the valid uh, and, and effective non-surgical treatments. The first is neurotoxins. So you know lots of different brands. There's Dysport, Xeomin, Botox. Uh, various, various companies have come out with neurotoxins that are very effective. And these are medications that relax muscles that, of facial expression that when we use them, create wrinkles. So if I furrow my brow, I get a wrinkle. If I smile really big, I get crow's feet. These neuromodulators are excellent for treating those. There isn't a surgical procedure that I do that works nearly as well as those. So I think this is a very valid, very useful treatment for someone who has wrinkles that are from muscle contractions. Now, it doesn't mean that, that these, these neuromodulators are good for everything. So often people are using them in areas where they probably shouldn't. So example, in, in the neck. The idea of relaxing those muscles to make the neck look better is, is counterintuitive. We, we want those muscles to be tighter. So, it, you know, although neuromodulators are very useful and, and by far the most effective treatment for dynamic lines, they really shouldn't be used everywhere. So just be a little careful with that. Next is dermal fillers. This, this is a fantastic treatment for people who have volume loss. So for the cheeks, if they're flat, if the lips have less volume than, than, than people want, if they've got folds that they want to camouflage or augment, facial fillers can be injected quickly, painlessly, they work extremely well. Um, you know, just as an example, often people, especially if they're runners or they're, they're uh, very physically active, they'll often thin in the temples. A small amount of filler in the temples can round them out. There isn't a surgical procedure for that. It, it works extremely well. Now, filling the face up so much that it, it makes it look like a balloon in order to try and get the jawline to look sharper or to get the neckline to look sharper, that's, that's ridiculous. That, that doesn't look good and doesn't work. And I think that the concept of being able to, to significantly reduce laxity in the neck or along the jawline with fillers is a bit erroneous. So I think you have to be a bit careful trying to get a facelift by using fillers when, when really what you need is a facelift. It doesn't mean that you should have a facelift. This is a serious surgical procedure. Not everybody wants to go through surgery to look better. So if you're accepting of what a filler can do, I think it's a great treatment. And there's lots of examples of, of situations where fillers are a much better alternative to having a facelift. But if you've got lax neck, you've got a lax jawline, and you really want those to be sharp, if you've ever sort of in the mirror kind of gently pulled on things and thought you liked the way that looks, fillers aren't gonna do that. So laser skin resurfacing aims at improving the texture and the consistency of the skin itself. Again, a procedure that works very well. It's not something that a facelift does, but it also doesn't do what a facelift does. So if, if the issue is crepey skin, lots of little wrinkles, I think laser resurfacing or, or chemical resurfacing is very effective and it's a great treatment. Works way better than trying to do a facelift to get rid of wrinkles. Now, if the issue is sagging neck, big loose jowl, you know, the laser is not going to correct that. So you have to choose the right procedure for the right problem. I think laser resurfacing is something that is underutilized. I think the results can be excellent as long as what people are looking for is smoother, uh, more youthful looking skin. In our practice, we, we do both superficial and fractionated laser resurfacing along with full field, very deep resurfacing. Uh, recovery period is really commensurate with how deep of a resurfacing is, is performed. So the recovery period is not painful, but uh, often the skin can look uh, quite red for many weeks in a really deep procedure. Whereas with our fractionated procedures, 
uh, recovery is, is uh, much less, probably four or five days. Um, again, substantial wrinkles, uh, significant wrinkling of all of the facial tissues, particularly around the, the mouth, those are probably not going to be addressed that well with fractionated lasering, but the recovery from, from uh, fractionated laser is much less, and so often people opt for that. And I don't think that's unreasonable. Skin tightening is, a, is another very popular topic. Um, often, uh, you know, non-surgical facelifts are marketed um, as, uh, as an alternative to a facelift, and these are, are sometimes uh, having uh, devices that use ultrasound, infrared light, uh, broadband light to try and make the tissues tighter. Um, I, I think the way I would look at that is if you've got loose sort of crepey skin and you think a little bit of thickening and tightening would, would look good, I think these are useful treatments. However, if you've, got a, if you've got very heavy skin or you have a very specific contour problem like a jowl, I don't think they're gonna address that really at all. Um, so just be careful that uh, those, those treatments can be very good, particularly as I said for crepey skin. Um, but they're not going to give the result of a facelift. I wouldn't call them an alternative to facelift at all. I think they're completely different. And I would say be cautious if someone is suggesting that you can have a facelift with a, you know, with a device. There's just, there's just no such thing. In our practice, we use skin tightening regularly, and it's, for, as I said, for people who have crepey skin, particularly in the neck, sometimes underneath the eyes, and I think it can help with that, uh, but it's not comparable at all to uh, surgical, surgical correction of those areas. Most people don't need surgical correction, and so I think it's a wonderful treatment, and I think, again, underutilized. Um, but for those patients that come who really want to have significant uh, elevation of, the t of their sagging tissues, you know, I think they would be more than disappointed. I think they'd be angry if we treated them with uh, ineffective uh, techniques. Broadband light is a, is a device that uses a very, very intense pulse of light and filters out the frequencies that we don't want and only allows the frequencies that we want to get through our filters. So we can choose the frequencies that we want based on what we're trying to target. So for example, if you've got little blood vessels, they often occur around the nose or in the cheeks, certain filters are used to allow frequencies or in wavelengths of light that will, um, that will decrease uh, the appearance of blood vessels. Um, Different filters are used for the treatment of acne. Again, different filters are used for the treatment of pigment. So broadband light is a very effective way to make the quality of your skin improve uh, through the use of intense pulse light and the use of, of wavelengths that are beneficial for uh, certain irregularities in the skin. So again, they don't, they don't make your skin, we're not gonna give you a facelift with broadband light, but we can make the skin look a lot more uniform and uh, less red or less pigmented. If we use the broadband light in a way that it generates heat in the dermis, particularly with crepey skin, it can help tighten up the skin a little bit, but again, not to the, to the degree or to the same effect that uh, a surgical procedure would. And you know, as long as you're aware of that, I think these are terrific treatments. So BBL Forever Young is a protocol uh, uh, of certain wavelengths and intensities of light that are used on the skin on a regular basis to significantly improve the quality of the skin, the texture of the skin, and when used regularly, people find that the, the um, appearance of the skin actually improves as they get older. And I think there's been numerous studies uh, with these uh, devices that show, even on a, on a molecular level, 
that the, the um, youthfulness of the skin actually improves with regular treatment. So this is something that I, I do myself. Uh, I recommend to all of my patients. I think this is a skin maintenance technique that is very, very useful. PRP again is another uh, non-surgical technique aimed at making the skin appear more youthful. And a crepey skin uh, is probably what we're aiming at treating the most. Uh, again, you're not gonna inject platelet-rich plasma and expect it to give you a facelift, and I'm sure nobody does. Uh, but when injected into the neck or the, the, the fine skin underneath the eyes or even into the hair, it can help uh, rejuvenate that skin. It can help make the skin, the hair thicker. It can make the skin a little thicker. What's nice about it is you're using your own tissues. Um, so you, we basically draw blood, spin it down so that we get the platelet-rich plasma and that's injected into the skin. Keep in mind this is not a filler. So we're not adding enough volume that it's going to make your face full. What we're doing is we're injecting growth factors into your skin to make the surface of your skin look healthy or to potentially make your hair grow fuller. Microneedling is a technique uh, that is used to create micro injuries to your skin through the use of these tiny little uh, needles that are applied through rollers or power devices. Uh, and these tiny little uh, micro injuries result in your skin healing the injuries and thickening and, and producing more collagen. So they can be used for scars, it can be used for texture irregularities. What I like about microneedling is it's not a heat generating device. So it's a cold technique. You don't have to worry about uh, skin that is dark, perhaps becoming pigmented or hypopigmented um, because we're not using heat. And that's the main risk with laser treatments is that if you overheat the skin, you can cause a burn or you can cause scarring uh, in, in certain uh, skin types.